As we wrap up and culminate this series that we have been in uh, as a church, um, I want you to know that God's doing some incredible things. It's been an amazing weekend already. Uh, on Friday, uh, we had an incredible outreach to the community, Heritage High School, all of their, their, their homecoming court and all of their band and athletes and all of the, all the things were in our parking lot and uh, we're the staging area for them as they prepared their big homecoming parade. And uh, just an incredible team, uh, an outreach from our gen, uh, next gen department, uh, all of our students and, and children's ministry team and all of their workers were out there giving away all kinds of stuff, hot dogs and, and uh, various things. And we just such a blessing to the community, all of the thanks from the school and that it was pretty amazing day uh, here. Then yesterday, uh, Saturday morning, we had a room full of people being trained and, and uh, such an incredible time as we launched small groups groups again. Uh, it is an incredible ministry. It's coming in October. I've had so many people say, when are we able to get back together? When can we do our small groups? Because it is life for them. And as we have uh, kind of began just uh, that whole process uh, of, of getting this kind of moving, I want you to know there's a lot of other things that are moving, there are, that are happening in our church, and, and we're excited for those changes, but due to the, the way of the world, some of those things haven't arrived yet. Let me just share with you a couple of things. Uh, we are moving forward, and we are going to be decorating and, and putting out some digital signage all throughout our foyer. Uh, you'll see a couple of the things up already. Uh, we are just waiting. Everything electronic seems to be back ordered. Uh, we have a brand new screen coming uh, that is absolutely huge. I like big screens. And uh, it's about 30 feet wide, and it's about 10 and a half to 11 feet tall, and it is paid for, and it's coming here. The problem is it is stuck on a ship in the San Diego Harbor along with 44 other unloaded ships. But God, should we pray for a fifth time this morning? <laughs> I want to ask you to pray uh, that, that all of that stuff, it's here, it's it's. It's waiting for us, but we just haven't had it yet. These are some of the things that are going to be taking place. We can't wait for, for uh, those things to arrive and to hear, but I do. I, I covet your prayers. Would you pray that everything goes smoothly with the travel and the install and all of the things that are happening here throughout our facility? Great ministry is happening, reaching our community. We're excited about that, and uh, we're also excited to create an atmosphere where more and more people can come to know Jesus. Jesus Christ is their personal savior. Come on, that's our real mission. That's what we are called to do. Called to, to deliver a message that is receivable by all generations of people who want to know him or they don't even know they want to know him that once they come to know the Lord, maybe you've been there. Maybe you've lived your life saying, you know what, I, I didn't know that I needed this. I didn't know how badly I needed this until... It happened. Today's message is the wrap-up of a series titled uh, The World Next Door. 
And uh, following this week, next Sunday, we kick off a mis- our missions convention, which will uh, be incredible. A- absolutely, next Sunday, uh, if you are here today, I-, I invite you and I urge you to be here next Sunday. Uh, Dick Brogdon is going to be here. He is an incredible missionary, man of God, incredible communicator of God's word. I shared this last week, but we had to book him four years ago to get him here next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be an incredible day in the presence of the Lord, and I invite you to be here midweek. We're going to do a special service uh, as well, a special mission service with our state uh, superintendent will be here with us. He's going to be bringing a missions message. We're going to pray over our missionaries. You'll get to meet our, our, our missions council. That's going to be a great Sunday, and it all culminates with Ken and Kendra Doubt. Uh, I know many of you remember them from Nicaragua. They were with us about three years ago, and we just had an incredible service with them. The next couple Sundays are going to be fantastic. Today, we're going to dive in to this final piece of what it means to win or to impact the world next door. You know, you and I know as, as followers of Christ, as believers, God's called us to win our world. And, and the world, many times, especially heading into missions, the world can be seen as this faraway place. All of the, the areas of the world where people might not know him or, or, or those areas that, that haven't heard, even heard the name of Jesus. I want you to know that God's also called you and I to win the world right next door. And he gives us an incredible formula on how to love our neighbor and how to even love our enemies and, and how to make those things happen in such a way that, that we would experience his power in our lives. And so the title of my message today is Say Something. Everybody say that with me. Say, say something. Look at your neighbor and say, say something. Tell them after church, not right now, say something. Uh, When I was a missionary prior to being here as pastor, uh, we did a lot of things in in schools all throughout the state, uh, some other areas of the nation, and we got connected with a group that did a similar ministry with us, and it was actually the name of their ministry, the name of their assembly was called Say Something. And, and say something became an incredible moniker that they, they really challenged people to do. When you see someone in trouble, when you see someone who is, is maybe, dip, maybe, maybe something has changed recently, they dealt with how to identify certain situations with people and, and how to dare to say something, to, to don't go through and, and, and know something's wrong with someone and not say something. It really had an impact on uh, this, this culture. And I, I don't know if you've ever, we've talked about it before, but one of the ventures that our missions and, and, and our missions council really wants to be very involved in here in Saginaw is this, is, is really being a part of saving, rescuing those who have been caught up in the sex slave trade industry. Those who have, have been caught up in that, who, who are victims of, of this, this tragic thing that seems to be sweeping through, not only outside of the world, but 
but here in America, and I, I'm here to tell you that it happens here in Saginaw, Michigan as well, and, and they dared students to say something. We brought that tour in, and they spoke to every single school in our, in our city, and, and they, 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 they put up the, the faces and the names of some of the Saginaw girls who had been missing, that were missing. Some of the students said, I know her. Yeah, she's been gone. They left, and two weeks later, the very girl that they put on the screen, she was found and she was rescued because someone said something. Someone said something. You know, I believe that each and every one of us need to say something. How much more for you and I to be able to say something to those that we see in trouble those that we see uh, have difficulty, those that we see might even have in, in our eyes, we don't even know what's, what might be happening, but we have this, this truth. Shouldn't you and I love enough those people who are hurting to love someone enough to say something? When, they, when we see them going down a road they shouldn't be going, when we see difficulties or maybe we see some, some difficulties in their life, I, I remember uh, having to have those tough conversations with people close to me and my family and my home with our children. Hey, beware, beware. Had to say something, beware. Be cautious as you go down that path. If you go down that path, be cautious. And so we understand that we need to say something. I'll never forget, it was several years ago throughout the summer, we did a summer series titled Stories. How many of you remember Stories? Then we did another series a couple of summers later, and, and, and we had people sharing their testimony of all that God had done in their lives. They, they shared what, how they came to know the Lord. They shared how they were spared of pain, how they were spared of, 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 of hurt uh, feelings, things that had happened in their life that they had carried with them. They were set free from sin. They were, they were, they were in bondage. They were, had addictions. And, and they shared how they came to know Jesus Christ. Many of them shared how the Lord impacted them and, and, and what took place, the impact that having an encounter with Jesus had in their lives. And they shared their testimony. They shared their story. I believe one of the greatest ways that you and I can reach our world next door. We've talked about having compassion. We talked about having mercy and offering forgiveness, having a heart that forgives. I want you to know one of the greatest ways to, to wrap up what we're talking about is for you and I to realize that God has given us a voice to share and to say something. When we have the opportunity to say something to our neighbor, to share Christ, to share our testimony, to share what God has done in us. How many of you in this room can remember the moment that you gave your heart to Jesus Christ? Let me see your hands. You remember that day. You can put your hands down. How many of you are better off today than you were before that moment? Let me see your hands. Something good happened in our lives. Something really good has happened in our lives. I believe that that's worth sharing. I believe it's worth talking about. I believe it's worth us investing and loving someone enough to share and to have a voice in their lives. 
You see, I think the, the world is very loud. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're very, very loud with the way they live. They're very, very loud with the things they believe. They're very, very loud. And somehow I think the church has gotten into this place where, well, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to, you know, wrinkle any, anybody's. We don't want to create any waves, so we'll just be quiet. I, I believe there is no day like, there is, there is no time like the present for the church to stand up with love, with grace, with mercy, and say something. To be able to speak life, hope, to be able to speak truth in a world that I understand does not have a clue, maybe, what real truth is. And as we dive in and understand that, we know that, that most Christians who, who love the Lord, who are great. Now, you might, you might know some. You might, you might know some people that you go, man, they are just dynamic Christians. They are, they're like, they're who I want to be like. They're, they're what it's all about, and, and they're dynamic Christians. Let me just tell you something, that, that most followers of Christ who are, who are, are maybe in a word dynamic or, or uh, they're just, boy, they are just in love. They're on fire for Jesus. They are on fire for the Lord. There's a couple of things that are probably pretty true in their lives. The first thing, they probably had two different kinds of experiences. The first one, they've had an experience of some maybe dynamic gathering, uh, like on a Sunday morning, maybe a special event, a special service, something that has happened. They've been a part of an incredible worship service. Did you enjoy the presence of the Lord in this place today? Understanding that it's in his presence Miracles take place. The greatest miracle is when a heart changes course and says, I want to follow Jesus. Many times that happens when a body comes together and we celebrate and we lift his name and we worship together and we have this incredible moment. But most dynamic Christians have had a dual experience. They've experienced that, but they've also experienced face-to-face -face encounters with other believers where they got together and they broke bread or they had them in their home or they met somewhere and, and they've had someone in their life that really spoke life to them that, as iron sharpens iron. And, and so I, I, just, I want you to know, if you've never been a part of a small group, if you've never had that dynamic part of your walk and your relationship with Jesus, could I just take a moment as, as just give you a pastoral urge? If you've never been a part of one, I encourage you this fall to dive in dynamic moments with the Lord and dynamic moments where we connect with a brother and a sister. That is where it begins to just fuel. It begins to take off. It begins to develop in our hearts and in our lives. And as we do that, we understand this about Christianity. We understand about Christianity that, that it's more than just Moments of goosebumps, moments in, in, in his presence, in high praise. There's moments where, where the rubber meets the road. There's moments where it really just life becomes real when you and I have a, a problem. I don't have to ask you to raise your hand if you've had a problem because we live life. We've all had problems. We've all had difficulties. We've all had moments where maybe we've wondered, where is God? Why, where, why isn't he listening to me? Or how could he allow this to happen? And somehow we try to, we look at that and we try to figure it out with our own brain of, of what might be taking place. Christianity 
is an incredible, incredible freedom that you and I have in our lives. We have this moment that we know and we understand what it means to follow Christ, and we've be given, been given the opportunity to do that. And, and the Lord tells us, he speaks to us. One of the last things that he says to his disciples, he brings them this incredible charge. And I invite you to take your Bibles if you have them, pull them out. I, I want you to see what this last charge to his disciples is found in Mark chapter 16. You'll see on the screen verse 15, but I'm going to read to you from verse 14 through verse 20. And uh, boy, I, I encourage you to take it out. If you have your Bible, uh, pull it out. If you have it on an electronic device, follow along with me. I want you to see uh, this passage of Scripture. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. And they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents in their hands with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. The Bible gives us a charge. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to tell creation. Somehow we have been given this charge to tell, to share, to tell the story to tell your story. What was life like before you knew Christ? What happened and when you've met him? And even what now? What has happened now in your life because of your encounter with Christ? I want you to know that the world is hungry to hear. They are looking for the truth. Sometimes we just don't understand or know how to bring that across so that there's this moment when we have the ability in someone's life or in that moment to declare to them, hey, Listen, I've been where you're at. I've walked that road. Here's my story. Before I was, then I met. And after that, before I met Christ. I think we all have a before I met Christ's story, don't we? Some maybe we want to forget. It's so far in the past we can't even remember. Or maybe it's so fresh that it's all we remember. And we can't get past all of the past. And Jesus came to set us free because he's the God of compassion. He's the God of mercy. He's the God of forgiveness. And because of those things in our life, he says, because of what I've done for you, go and tell the world what I want to do for them also. And do we love others enough to share this incredible thing that God has done for us with the world? I shared with you last Sunday that God has called us to be salt 
and light. I believe that. He has called us to be the salt of the earth and the light to the world. I think that we need to be more salty and more light than ever before. The world needs it today. So he's called us to be salt and light. He's called us to have that in our lives so that we can have a, an effect on those around us. Somehow, we, we understand in this moment that, that we, 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 being salt and light is a, uh, what does that mean? Salt preserves, light shines into the darkness, brings hope, all of those things God has called us to be. He's called us to be ambassadors. An ambassador is someone who represents someone else. America has ambassadors all around the world that protect their interests and they represent a country, they represent a president, they represent someone in that moment that, that they have been called to be that ambassador. They speak for that person. Did you know that Jesus Christ has called us, God has called us to be his ambassador, that we would speak for him, that we would declare what is right, the truth, all of those things. And this isn't just for those, those, those professional Christians, those ones that, that get paid for it. God said all, everybody say all. All means all. Deep stuff here this morning, right? All means all. He's called all of us to share. He's called all of us to speak. He's called all of us to have compassion, mercy, forgiveness. We must tell someone if we could somehow achieve righteousness that, you know, it's kind of that, that thought, I think we all try it, we can make it on our own, I can do this, I got this, until we realize we get so far down, I don't got this. Oops, I need Jesus, I need a savior. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you're at and you're walking your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter how many years you've got under your belt. The newness of his salvation is so powerful when we realize how awesome it is that he first loved us. He left heaven. He came to this earth. He lived here. He showed us the way. He brings healing and restoration. What kind of a God does that and he does it not based on what we do. It's based on a simple choice that says, God, I love you. I'll follow you. It's not my will, but your will. I'll give all of these things to you. And there's that moment where we realize if, if there was somehow a way that we could obtain that, but that's impossible. If that were possible, he wouldn't have needed to come to earth to die for us. But this is impossible he died and gave us life. He changed our lives. He made our lives better. Our message to those outside of the church is not a message of moralism. Hear me. Yeah, there is right and wrong. But our message is not to clean up the right and the wrong. Our message is not what is right and what is wrong. Our message is simply this, that you can be a new creation in Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. That's it. That's all we have to do. It's let them understand that they can make a choice. Look what he's done in my life. I would love 
for you to experience this. Let me give you some very practical ways. If you're taking notes in the digital app or, or you have uh, something there, I want to give you some really practical ways for you to say something, for you to do something, for you to share Christ and win the world next door. Here's some very, very, very practical ways. I like practical. You can, you can reach out to your neighbor. I don't know about you, but I'm blessed. If you ever receive a, a food, if you ever receive food, how many like food? I like food. I love food. When, when your neighbor is surprised because you just brought them some food and you bring them a meal or you do something for them, we had, I shared with you this already, but I, uh, uh, my neighbor blessed me in incredible ways. It was like, oh my goodness. Unbelievable. When you build a relationship with your neighbors and you begin to just have relationship and talk with them, incredible things begin to happen. You get to, an opportunity to share with them. They get an opportunity to share with you. Just a few weeks ago, we had a huge storm come through and, and they have all these trees and we have trees and all of our branches. Probably 80% of the branches in the trees were now on our lawn. And we got home and we came out and that night and the next day, we, we looked out all the branches that were there. They were gone. And they picked them up. They didn't just do their yard. They did our yard too. How many of you wish you had my neighbor? <laughs> How about we endeavor to be that neighbor? Let's be that neighbor. When you take a neighbor some food, when you maybe even have them over for dinner, maybe have them over for a meal, a snack, a sit around the fire. How about loving the unlovely around you? How about seeking out those who may not have anyone and, and, and loving the unlovely, showing joy, genuine joy in your heart and your life, and being ready to share why you're so full of joy. And if you're not full of joy, first, you got to get the joy. you got to get some happiness in your life so that people look at you and go, wow, why are you so, I hope they're not looking at you going, why are you so, what's wrong with you? I thought you were a, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you followed the Lord. Why are you the same miserable way that I am. If, if that, I want nothing. Come on, church, right? We got, we've got Jesus, joy unspeakable, and running over, full of glory. We, we need to know and show the world joy. Show the world joy and be ready to share why you have that joy. Talk with your kids about the gospel and how it has impacted your life. Talk with your friends about the gospel. Share your story with someone. Be a part of a, an outreach ministry that touches the community. Ask people if you can pray with them. Many people aren't good. They say, well, I, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to do, but you have the gift to write, and you have the gift to write and maybe blog or share some things online that really just bless people. I, I see people who write just incredibly well, and maybe they have a blog or a post, and they begin to share some of the things that God has done in their life, and they just kind of use that incredible gift to share Christ. The last one, use your voice to invite someone 
Invite someone to, to be a part of a Bible study, to be a part of a small group, maybe even to attend church with you on a Sunday morning and, and say, look, you've got you to do this. We, we've talked about this over the years. We want to be a come and see church. We want to be a, hey, you've got to come and you have got to see what the Lord is doing in this place. You want to see, you've got to be there. It's the most incredible time and we experience his presence and I would love for you to join us. There is a story throughout John of of those who did that very thing. Andrew said to Peter, I think we found the Messiah. You've got to come and see You've got to come and see and meet him. Philip brings Nathaniel. I think this is the one. You've got to come and see Jesus. All of a sudden, miracles start happening, and the people are saying, you've got to come and see. I believe as a church, we want to be in a place where we're not saying, come and look at us. It's not about us. It's not about who we are, what we do, what we don't do, what we offer, what we don't offer. Come and see Jesus is in the place. If we have Jesus in his presence here in this place, the world will not be able to help but want to come and see because it impacts our lives. And it goes with us out of this place and we see incredible things take place. All of a sudden, in that moment, the power of God is on display. How many of you would love to experience the power of God afresh and anew in your life? Pastor Kelly, would you just please come and just begin to pray? How many of you would love to experience that power, that newness, that hope, that joy, some of the things that we've been talking about, just to experience the power of God on display? I believe that God is calling us to be a church that opens up our our lips again that we are not sitting back quiet. We are walking through difficult days. Everyone has an opinion, everyone has a thought, everyone thinks they know what's right and what's wrong. But I believe that God has empowered us through the Spirit to be able to speak life and to speak truth in a very loving way, in a way that brings hope, not condemnation, in a way that draws people to him, not repels them from him. We wanna be those kind of followers, right? Help us, Lord to speak truth. See, well, I've tried that and I told them, listen, you wanna know what the coolest thing is? Is that you and I, how how many of you have ever had someone who disagreed with you? (laughs) Really? Just a few. You've had someone disagree with you. Here's the beautiful thing. Just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean that I can't still have relationship with you that we can agree to disagree. And in fact, I learned from those people, why do we disagree? What do we disagree on? What's that, that whole, I, I find that fascinating. And just because they share with you and you don't agree with who they are and what they are, that doesn't say, oh, that's it. I wash my hands of them. God has, may have put you right where you are to speak life and truth and hope to them. In fact, I often, before I let them hear what I have to say, I want to hear what they have to say. I just want to listen. Help me understand. I pray that today we would be a church that allows the Lord to speak through us. It is time to say something 
It is time for the people of God to have their voice again and to speak that voice in love, in hope, with mercy, with compassion, with forgiveness, not judgment, not condemnation, but allow the world to know that Jesus Christ is alive. And you know how I know he's alive? Because this is who I was. This is what happened to me. And now this is what my life is like, all because of him. Let us go from this place today and say something. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak to those around you. I want to pray for you today. I want to ask God to give you that moment, that opportunity to be able to say what the Lord has done in your life, to be able to share with others. Say, man, you don't know my work environment. You don't know the people. No, I don't. I don't, and and I, I don't pretend to. I'm not here to pretend I do. But I do know this, that Jesus Christ, if you ask, will move mountains. He still moves mountains today. And he still softens the hardest heart. I'm glad that he still does that. I am so glad that he still does that. You may be in this room today. You have someone in your life that you wish knew Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Maybe it's a close family friend. Maybe it's someone close in your family. I'm going to invite you to do something here this morning. I'm going to ask everyone in the room, if you have someone that you want to come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Whoever that is, you may have one, you may have two, you may have three or four. Here's what I want everyone to do all across this room. Reach right in front of you and take one of those connect cards right now and grab a pen that's there too. I'm gonna give you a second. Come on, go grab one of those and, and pull it out and hold it in your hand. And I just want you to write down their first name. We don't, we're not going to go stalking them on Facebook. Just their first name. This is an exercise in a moment like this that says, dear Lord, I'm calling upon you for this person. And I'm going to ask you to do something with that card. On your way out of the sanctuary, we're not going to know who they are. We're not going to know who you are that even put this name in. All we're going to have are a bunch of first names. And our church, over these next few weeks, heading into missions and wanting to win the world and reach that, it starts by winning the people in our lives, in our homes, in our backyards. I'm going to invite you to put those names down. And on your way out of here today, the ushers have their offering bags and they've got those. Would you just slip that card in there? Our staff, our pastors, our church intercessors, our, pray, our prayer warriors are going to get a list of a whole bunch of first names. That's all they're going to get. And we're going to call on the Lord. We're going to join our faith with yours. Do you guys believe that God still does though? He still moves mountains. He still answers prayer. I'm going to invite you to take that card, fill it out on your way out, declaring 
We're gonna join hearts together in praying for this person over the next few weeks, over the next few months, that God would move on their behalf. Would you take that card in your hand and hold it? Father, I pray right now over every single person that is written on those cards. Lord, some are even writing them with tears. God, I pray that you would honor their heart and their faith. Lord, that they would come to know you in Jesus' name. God, we pray over them, sons and daughters, granddaughters, grandsons. Lord, we pray over those moms and dads, grandparents, friends, family, whatever it is. God, we call upon you on their behalf. And Lord, over the next few weeks as we join our prayer together and link our hearts together in prayer. God, I pray that you would do an incredible thing. The greatest miracle of all that we in this moment would begin to pray and seek you that many would begin to come to know you as their personal Savior. Lord, set them free. Lord, deliver them. Lord, if there's addiction or sin, whatever it is, God, I pray that you would do a great mighty work in their lives and may their hearts forever be changed and give us the ability, Lord, to say something. Give us that opportunity as we just let them know we're praying for them. In Jesus' name, you can put that down for a moment. I encourage you to put those in on your way out. Before we close, I would be remiss if I didn't ask. If you're in this room today, and you have never given your heart to the Lord, or maybe you're in this room today, and it's been a long time, and you've felt that nudge, man, I need to get my heart right with Jesus. I need to lay some things down. I'm running my own way, I'm running my own world, I'm running my own life, and today I realize that I need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. I wanna pray for you this morning. I wanna pray over you this morning. If that's you here in the room, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? I would love to pray for you in Jesus' name here today. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Hey, God is stirring hearts today. Is there anyone else? I don't wanna, I don't wanna miss anyone. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. I'm looking through. Just want to make sure. Anyone else? Church, that is awesome. Yes, ma'am, just up in the balcony. Church, can we just give the Lord praise today? Can we just call upon his name today? If you're here and you're wondering why we're clapping, you just raised your hand. I want you to know why we're celebrating with you one of the greatest decisions you've ever made in your life. God has a plan and a purpose for you today. All across this room, in this final closing prayer, would you just stand to your feet right now? I wanna pray for each and every person that raised their hands. Pastor Kelly's gonna lead us in this chorus, and then we're gonna dismiss and go have a great time of fellowship in the fellowship hall. I pray that you're able to join us. Would you just lift your hands to heaven right now. Father, we thank you for this moment. Lord, we thank you for these hearts and lives that were changed by your power, your mercy, your grace. Father, every single one of us have experienced that. Lord, whether it's for the very first time or Lord, if they're in this moment returning to you, God, your word is very clear. All we have to do is ask, confess, believe in our heart that you are Lord and we will be saved. We thank you for your salvation here today. Come on, let's give and praise together and let's rejoice in this song.
house of the Lord today? Isn't it great to be in His presence? We are so thrilled uh, for what God is doing. If you have a moment after, before you leave, would you please connect with someone and then connect with us downstairs in the lower level fellowship hall. We look forward to uh, just being able to connect and being able to say a big welcome to Pastor Kelly and Jeremiah. One more time, give them a big hand. God bless you. Have an awesome week. We'll see you in the fellowship hall. Yeah.